Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Aladdin for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Aladdin for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive was developed by Virgin Games and published by Sega Worldwide in November of 1993. I can find no dates for its release outside of the North America, mm. but I do know for a fact that it was released in Japan and in Europe because I looked up those variants of the box covers and they exist. Okay, cool. So uh, now this game is based on the hit movie Aladdin from Disney. Yeah, yeah. Released in uh, November of 1992. Okay, so only a year behind. Yes. And we'll get to or as to why here in just a moment. But uh, this game was directed by David Perry. Yes, David Perry. And you may recognize his name from uh, some previous podcasts, but he's most known for, for founding Shiny Entertainment. Sure, sure. With uh, Earthworm Jim, right? That's their biggest game. That's right? the big one, yeah. Now, Aladdin itself was a huge hit for... Disney. It was, uh, I think, their first like boys' cartoon, as they, as one would say. Okay, yeah. You know, they had done a couple of the princess ones before this, but Aladdin was their big play to cover the entire market. Sure, sure. Four quadrants. Yes. And what makes this game interesting is it. It was supposedly the very first uh, video game to use hand-drawn animation cells. But I don't know if that just means first console game because, I mean, technically, I guess it would go to the. Like, what about Dragon's Lair? Or Dra yeah, the Dragon's Lair and Space Quest games, although they're barely video games. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, that is weird. Uh, but what is interesting is that this game, all of the artwork in it and the animations were actually hand-drawn by Disney animators first. Right, yeah. And then they were uh, digitized using this brand new Digicel technology that Virgin had developed. Uh, it was a scanning process they had for a game that was never released called Dino Blaze. Cool. It was used here and then, of course, on The Lion King as well. Mm, yes. Now, this game was released a year after the theatrical release, but it was released alongside the VHS release. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And because of that, it had a hard release date mandated by Disney. So they actually only had three-fourths of their normal development time for this game. Oh, okay. It's rush job a little bit, huh? A little bit. It's just funny also to think about how it used to be that you'd have to wait a whole year before the VHS release of a movie. Yeah. Now and we're like, do they even come out in the movie theater? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but to help this game get out so quickly, they did have a budget of $250,000. Oh, mama. It's pretty good for a 1993 game. Uh, that's some some big bucks. Now, this version of Aladdin was also ported to the Amiga and, more strangely, the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. Okay. That's that's really weird. It is very weird. And this actually turned out to be one of the best-selling uh, Sega Genesis or Mega Drive games of all time. It sold over 4 million copies. You know, yeah, I saw that on a, a lead, uh, leaderboard, but uh, a list I was looking at a while ago of the top-selling Sega Genesis games, and it's a, it's an interesting mix, you know? For sure. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Disney's Aladdin for Genesis slash Mega Drive? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. Indeed it is. And in this game, you can jump. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you and can. And I'm not a fan of this jump, but hey, it's just a little too floaty and squirrely for my taste. Oh, uh, it is it is a weird jump. It is. Uh, it's a variable jump. Yeah, but you almost never want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to time and control, I found. Well, I think also that the, without getting too much ahead of ourselves, like the, the, this game doesn't have some pretty demanding jumps. With, and you have this weird one where it's like, why, why are you so picky? I do not know. But in addition to jumping, you have two attacks. Uh, you have your standard apple throwing attack that 
for some reason everyone settled on for <laughs> Aladdin. I, I was curious if you had, when's the last time you had watched the animated, you know, the original Aladdin? It's actually only been a couple weeks. Okay, okay, because I haven't seen it in years where I'm like, did he throw an apple to somebody once in like the... Yes, in the Agrabah bizarre. market scene, there's like him throwing an apple around and rolling it on him, his arms and stuff, and then he gives it to the okay. children. Remember, that shows he's a good guy, not just a thief. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got a heart of gold. He does. Um, and in addition to your apple throwing attack, you have a sword attack, which is yes. as awkward as the jump. Unfortunately, yeah, it's... <laughs> It always seemed cooler than, you know, the SNES one because, hey, it's got a sword, mm -hmm. but it's not very, it's not a very good sword. I got to say you have weird, I, I mean, not just the sword attack itself, but you and the enemies, like the, the hit boxes that are going on underneath it. I'm like, I don't Nebulous. know what shape, no idea what's going on there. <laughs> exactly. This is a very, it's a awkwardly slow sword swing. In addition to the fact that you have a, an arc of your sword that is again, ill-defined it. It goes a little bit above you. Yeah. But kinda. You know, it's hard to tell where that begins and where it ends. So if you crouch, you can do a little kind of jab. That's a little, you know, it's kind of got a Wizards and Warriors vibe where it's like, all right, this is a little more reliable than my normal weird swing, or at least a little more aimable. Right. And then um, also, you know, there are certain places you can climb. You can you know, from hang from a ceiling. And when you use mm -hmm. your sword there, I actually liked it a lot better. I was like, hey, this is kind of fast. Like the and you have a really wide arc on that one as well. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I wish it was there all the time because the sword as well as your movement and jump. They do have a weird kind of I want to momentum is a little generous. I feel like it's just lagged or whatever because of the animation going on, you know? Yeah. Now, there is a rapid kind of sword slash you can do if you press up and attack with the sword at the same time. Okay. But I didn't use that. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, at no point was I really relying on that sword to be a quick or rapid attack. Oh, I agree. Uh, and most of the time I thought it was it was more of a trick where I had to keep reminding myself like, no, use the apple. Why are you even trying this? Throw an apple at them from far away. And then there is a apparently a trick for a super jump you can do in specific areas. Where okay. if you hold down the jump button mm -hmm. after you fall off a ledge, you can do this super jump afterwards. And that's how you get certain items that you can't normally. It, it makes oh. no sense of how you would get to them. But I, yeah. I didn't get this to work. And I just never really tried much after the very beginning. I yeah, I didn't really concern myself with it, I must say. No, as you mentioned, you can duck uh, and you can climb. You can do the uh hand over hand from a clothesline or sometimes ceilings mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but when you are on a rope or whatever you can't just jump off you do have to climb down it yeah yeah it's it's a little strange and in this game you have health uh you don't it's not just a one hit kill but the health bar is as nebulous as that hit box <laughs> i hate this health bar <laughs> i know it's, it's a great idea <laughs> Yeah, somebody really thought they were clever because it's a magic lamp and then there's a wisp of smoke coming out and that's your your life meter is the smoke coming out of the yes. lamp. So and each time you get hit it's a it's 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 like a weird path and it's it's not an even meter. It's hard it's hard to explain, but I'm always like, Well look, I, I get <laughs> it's a curly wisp of smoke. What is it like six hits? Four it's more than four, I know, but yeah. I, I could but, never you know, it just gets shorter with each hit. But not in a way that really like signifies exactly how many hits you have left. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's a winding path. It's strange. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, in addition to health, you have lives. And yes. one thing that is nice is this game does have a difficulty setting in the menu. Yeah. I didn't change it because I was afraid that it was going to only give me some of the levels. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And I wish I did because if you change it, you get more lives. Right. And uh, there's less enemies. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's got to be the way to go. <laughs> I agree. And then to augment all of these things, there are items you find throughout the levels. And as we mentioned, one of your attacks is throwing an apple, but that is not an infinite attack. No, you have ammunition um, and you just pick up apples laying around. There's lots of them, and especially the earlier levels, you know. Well, only in the air. Well, every level, but the last one. Sure. Yeah. You can carry a max of 99 apples. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have 99, there are they all disappear from the board. And then there are certain bosses where you have to use apples to fight them. And if you have zero apples, uh, four will appear somewhere in that area for you to, to get over and over again when you have none. Right, right. Um, you can also, uh, I think it's only one level, but there are the apple slices. 
Oh, yeah, that's in the flying level. That's Which dumb. why it's a jerk move because, you know, it's it's a quarter of an apple. So every four gives you one apple. Yeah, it's lame. Now, of course, in addition to apples, you're going to find health throughout the levels. And that's just a blue heart. Yes. And does that just give you one chunk or two chunks of life back? Um, I, I think it's different. Um, I, I don't think they're all consistent. Uh, I, I think the same ones give you the same amount of life. I was trying to figure that out myself because I felt like most of the time it was just like a heart. But from uh, some reading I did, they're like, sometimes there's ones that will give you two hearts. And it's always the same ones, I guess. Yeah, I was very confused by that. <laughs> and then the other items you're going to find, there are ones that are like rewards that you use at the end of the game. And then ones that just do things specific for that level for the most part. Yeah. So you have like, uh, you'll find flutes in one level mm -hmm. and that'll make uh, magic ropes appear that you can then climb to other parts of the map. Yeah. Yeah. In classic snake charmer style. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You know, in one level, you have to find the two halves of the scarab. You have to find the genie's lamp, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the ones you're going to find every level or more, you're going to have the black lamp. Yeah, uh, this is (laughs) it will just damage or kill everything on the screen. Yeah, or most of the screen. I think things on the very edge, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's kind of hard to see. Oh, I almost always just hit them as I was going through fighting other enemies. I had no idea what was happening at first. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? Just okay, whatever. They are very helpful, though. They are. They are. Um, And it's kind of weird, though, because they look dangerous. So you're like, should I go near it? Right. Uh, you also find blue vases. Uh, yeah, these are uh, your checkpoints. It's They kind of animate as you go by and you get a little genie uh, face on the other side as it rotates. Yeah, yeah. It lets you know that you will continue from here mm-hmm. when you die. You will also find in these levels these red ruby style gems. Yeah. And they are your currency of the game. <laughs> yes. Um, if you can find a store. Uh, I. They're easy to find in the first two levels. I didn't even know they were there until I, uh, well, we'll save that for later, but I did not use a lot of these until the very last time you could, where I was like, oh, I got to get something, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. I I felt like a fool. I had a ton of them saved up and I was like, (laughs) I don't, it's almost too late to even use them. Wow. Well, you know, you find them throughout the levels. And then if you come across the shopkeeper, uh, you can buy an extra life for five or Mm -hmm. a wish for 10 and that wishes what they call continues in the game. Yeah, they, yeah, wishes and your lives are called tries. And yes, and you start the game with one wish, one continue. Right. Uh, you can add to that as many times as you want if you buy them. Yes, sir. I, I was able to in the early levels, but find I have found some and stuff. But uh, in addition to those things, you will also find these, uh, quote, genie tokens or the genie's head. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every level... For each genie token you have, you get to try the, I guess it's more like a roulette wheel kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Bonus game. The bonus game. And this bonus game, I don't like. No. Because <laughs> you can, you use your token and you can either get a free man. Uh-huh. You can get apples. You can mm-hmm. get a wish, I think. Yeah. Or you can get a Jafar. Yeah, which is nothing. <laughs> Not only is it nothing, it's worse than nothing because it negates all the other tokens you have and it's just that's done yeah it sucks man so i and it's it's way too fast like it's not a roulette wheel you actually see it's just items changing in the genie's mouth yeah so i cannot see there being real skill there maybe it was beyond me yeah i just hit the button a few times and i never got to use all my tokens you know and then the final thing you may find in only two levels is the abu token Oh, it's it is really only in two levels. Okay, I I only I guess I found both of them then. Well, congratulations, you did. Uh, It's only in the market and the desert level, I think. (laughs) And that gives you a special bonus stage at the end of the level where you take control of a boo and you have to dodge falling. Is it pots? It it was different in the different levels. Uh, One of them was rocks in the later level. I remember if I remember Uh right. And the first one, I I died almost immediately in both of them. I would collect like one or two things. And well, yeah, (laughs) in between pots or rocks or whatever it is, there will be gems also being dropped. And as long as you can avoid the pots, you can collect some gems. Yeah, it's it's the most I got was four. Yeah, I did not. I did not get much myself. I don't even think I got four now that you. I don't know. Like I said, I died almost immediately in both of them. I was, so I was like, oh, hey. And then it's like, all right, dodge stuff. And I'm like, nope. 
Not today, sir. <laughs> Not today. And finally, uh, there are a few codes to use in this game, or really one code. Oh, yes. There's a and couple. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a very easy code. Uh, it is AC four times and then B four times. Ooh. And you are treated to a digitized Dave Perry's head. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Yeah. It does give you access to a level select, which is bizarre and out of order. Right, right. Uh, and I think music. Yeah, is it just like a kind of a debugish menu? Yeah, I think you thing? can also set a, an invincibility in it as well. Mm, okay, cool, cool. Which I I, t- I would thought about doing at one point. Yeah, yeah. But then I did not. I wouldn't have blamed you if you did. Right, Nick, this is a Disney property with a huge merchandising juggernaut behind it. Please tell me they at least gave this manual some of that artwork and Disney panache. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Um, it is a 32 page manual. Whoa, that is beefy. Yeah, yeah. It's For a platformer. Um, yeah, um, it's black and white. It's got screenshots, of course, and it does have like stock Aladdin art of various yourself guards, you know different characters and things okay um and for the most part it's i mean it just very slowly and thoroughly talks about all of the controls and the the level previews you know you get a little little bit there i wonder if that was like a disney mandate that this would be like well explained to every age of child that would come across it i guess man um i I, if, if they're i mean going for a youth audience then i'm like maybe some of the games should have been a little easier but hey spoilers um uh, the, but the the most interesting part I thought in it is that it has a scoreboard at the end. I saw this in some of the FAQs where there are, there are points for each enemy. Well, yeah, there is a, a true score, but I just thought it was funny because it's like you have like nine little fill out sections where it's like. Put oh, in, to record your score. Yeah, it says Aladdin and, and that's your name. It's like whose Aladdin was it? It tells you that you write, can write down the date, their score, the last level. And which bonus levels you got. Wow. Which was really where I was like, what a, what is this? Who is this for, man? I kind of like that. I guess. If you were like, I, I just hope that, what do you save it for your like nine favorite scores of the summer? Yeah. Or what, you know what I mean? Where you're like, no, 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 I got to get this one down. I got the level five, write it down. I don't know. It's just uh, one of those funny old things. But yeah, really, that's about it. There's nothing too crazy here. I still might check it out. So, Nick, what was your personal history with the film Aladdin and the Genesis game Aladdin? Uh, well, I saw the film in the theaters um, as a All kid. Right. Uh, and we were right most... on that age of like uh, teenagerdom when it came out. Yeah, sure. I think this was one of the last ones because it was kind of a thing when every new Disney animated movie would come, you know, starting with Little Mermaid. But my grandparents would take me and my brother and sister to see them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I liked Aladdin. Um, I actually later on really liked the animated series Aladdin. Yeah. It had uh, kind of a weird expanded villain roster. I don't know. Pretty cool. Cool stuff, I thought. It was. I saw it in the theater as well. Uh, I was living in Philadelphia at the time. And one of my good friends, his family was Disney obsessed. And this is not even like modern Disney obsessed. They literally had a portrait of Walt Disney over their fireplace. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's serious stuff. here. Serious. Uh, when you slept over, you got Mickey Mouse waffles. It was it was intense, but awesome. So wow. I went to see it with them. And uh, I also I enjoyed it. And I really like the, the soundtrack. I always enjoyed that as well. It stuck mm-hmm. with me for years. Prince Ali, that song. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think okay. of it probably once a month. I've been thinking of it a lot more recently. But, uh... Oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> Uh, and I, yeah, I think it was the last of the major ones I saw in the theater as well. But I liked it. Um, I never played any of the games from it, though. I OK, I did play the Super Nintendo one. I think my brother rented it or something. I, you know, this was at this point, the Super Nintendo especially, you know, was awash with platformers of, you know, most of them were more Sonic ripoffs. But it was just like a, this genre that I was like, all right, I'm not sifting through all this, especially on a rental. So right. I piddled around with that one a little bit. But 
I was aware of this one and I knew it was the one with the sword. So I always thought to myself, I would rather play that one. So then what was your more recent experience with this Aladdin for the Sega Genesis? Slash um, Mega I, <laughs> I beat this game. Uh, As did I. In about three sessions, um, I cheated. I, I saved stated a lot. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, points. at first I was like, I'm just going to save state between levels. Yeah. Until about the fourth level. Well, yeah, I would and say then, that's about the same. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know exactly where I just began thinking, I'm not going to replay any part of this level again if I don't yeah, have to. Yeah. So, and then by the end of it, oh my God, that final level. Ugh, once I realized I, I had to have those apples and all the health I needed, I really save stated my way through that one a lot. Well, I was, uh, I don't know if that was like level, there's a point in the middle, kind of towards the end of the game where I realized, I was like, what are these stupid gems for? (laughs) And then it was like, you can buy continues. And I was like, oh, crap. And I had like 50 or 60 of them, you know, and I'm like, I can't let these go because if you die, you lose them. Yeah. Or I mean, if you continue. Continue. So it was like, I basically safe stated my way through this, like on this one life where I was like, I can't. I can't die till I spend some of these gems. So, and did you buy like a million lives? Um, no, I, I bought a bunch of continues stupidly, and then <laughs> I okay, was like why did I do that? But <laughs> uh, and after that, I just yeah, I was <laughs> like, I've already lost all credibility as a true gamer here, so I'll just keep pushing through and cheating my butt off till the end. Yeah, and uh, I think I I played this I four times because I just I was getting very frustrated with my third my second to last playthrough. I yeah. I had it in three plays, but the, it was uh, the last one was rough. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game has such beautiful sprites and animations but such floaty, floaty controls and hitboxes. <laughs> you could tell where they were focusing. You know, it was clearly on, you know, because the graphics are amazing. It looks they are so good. It's it's heartbreaking it, how good <laughs> they are compared to how not good the rest of the game is, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, like I, you can tell where they're like, check it out. And you're like, yeah, this looks awesome. And then you play it and you're like, well, every movement. I mean, the jumps, the climbs, the standing still, every enemy, like every enemy has great animation. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of variety, too. You know? Yeah. Um, that being said, there's not a huge variety of enemies, but there is not. And it's OK. My biggest problem is I never know how close I need to be to an enemy to hurt it. Yeah. <laughs> or if their sword is going to hurt me, which is always it always hurts me before I ever think it will. And not only that, but like you get that weird parry sometimes or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like there's a sword fighting mechanic deep in here that I'm sure someone is good at. And it's like a like you can like sword fight a la Zelda 2 or something. But I could not find the rhythm for it ever. I guess. I mean, yeah, maybe it's like if you're not looking at the graphics, then you can understand what's happening. But they don't seem to coincide in this way. I mean, there are guys that I can tell, oh, they've done three swings and now they have like a rest before a big swing. Yeah. And you can kind of jump in and hit then. But it's never like, OK, I'm going to parry, parry, attack or whatnot. Yeah, I I got to a point. It was like mid game where I was just like, I'm done with the sword. Like I kept being like, why am I messing with this? Like, but I, I just think that if they made the level designs more forgiving, the controls wouldn't be such a, an issue, you know? Right. I mean, the only thing I was comfortable doing with the sword was using it while climbing a rope or climbing across a an area. Yeah, yeah. Or using it if you jump into certain enemies, you could always kind of get a hit before they could react. I see. I, I, I jumping attacks. I was very bad at, so I, I kind of tried to avoid them. You know. That being said, you know, I would try the classic. I'm going to stand here and keep swinging rapidly and let this guy walk into it. And I would still get hit. And I was like, how? What am I supposed to do? I know. It's very frustrating. I think that uh, the backgrounds, while they look great, and a lot of them look very faithful to the movie, Mm -hmm. I I was almost always confused about, like, where to go? What am I doing? Um, Yeah, there are very ill-defined edges to your corralling. 
which, you know, that also complicates the jumps. But there are certain levels where it's like that you can get behind the background. There's like a foregrounded background element sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, oh, these levels, I've said it before and I'll say it again. They have that airplane hangar thing mm-hmm. going on that I just don't like from a lot of 90s platformers or I hate to say it also apparently British games. I've heard it called European design before, but uh, I, I mean, I don't... it's just you got a big box and then it's like, how can we snake our way through this giant box to make the level longer? Right, right. I see. I, I think it's better in some games where you're, you know, there's a little bit to explore and stuff, but there's really nothing to find in this game except for gems and apples. And, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, or, you know, you might get some bonus games, which all just lead to more gems, which will eventually lead to extra lives or continues. That's all it is. There There's are no some power ups or weapons. So it's like, I don't want to yeah. explore, but they don't even have that here. You know, there are some cool Easter eggs you'll find as you go through, but you don't have to go out of your way to find them. You know, like they got the yeah. Mickey ears on a clothesline oh, yeah. or Sebastian, uh, the crab manacled to the wall in the dungeon. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, it's great. But and in addition to having some really busy and distracting backgrounds, there's also foreground elements in some levels where I was like, this is so distracting. Like, I'm, I'm really having trouble seeing things, you know, um, especially spikes on the floor where I, I feel like the default size of spikes is like, well, this is your maximum jump. If you are one pixel off of this weird arced jump that yeah. you can define, but it's like if you touch one other direction while you're in the air, you're landing on the spikes uh, and it sucks. And that's really evident in that final level. Yeah, it's uh, now in addition to great animations and great Easter eggs, this game, of course, because of the graphics are so good, does have some really great cutscenes as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, the music, um, you know, it is a Sega Genesis, so some people don't like that FM chip. Uh, I kind of do, uh, but it's, you know, some pretty faithful renditions of a lot of the songs I, from the movie. Yeah, they're really great renditions. Like, you can actually sing along to the song as I did. Uh, and it's, it gets stuck in your head just as easily as if you'd watched the film. And there are some original tracks for the game. And while they don't stand out, they're not bad in any way, shape or form. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, speaking of the movie, so like this has a different story than it's been a while since I've seen it, but it, it, it didn't seem at points where I was like, what's going on here? Um, it basically just cuts out like the romance the, the, parts, the romance. And then it, it focuses on the first act of the film the most. Yeah. So that's all pretty faithful to a degree. Yeah. And then once you find the genie, it just kind of fast forwards to the end. Yeah, it would just seemed really weird. Like, I was kind of pleasantly surprised when I realized how far I was, where I was like, geez, I'm just now getting out of the genie's lamp. Like, yeah, and then it's like, and the end crap. of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah, but you know, every time you see the genie or you see his face on a thing, like, it's done in a really, like, fun and whimsical way. Like, I thought I'd get annoyed by it, but I actually w- was always like, oh, hey, look, more genie stuff. Yeah, you know, or like if you die and then it shows him come out as like the coach, he's like rubbing your shoulders and stuff. And, and you know, Abu looks really good. Everything looks so good. Like, it's I know real, it's a real disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it in a way, it's fitting that they claim to be the first animated video game hand drawn because it shares those same problems with the early example we pointed out, Dragon's Lair, where it looks beautiful, but doesn't succeed so well as a game. Yeah, exactly. And the way your character controls with the animation overriding your playability, it reminds me of like Prince of Persia. But Prince yeah. of Persia is not like an action platformer, really, like in, in the way this is. So, you know, I, I feel like people saw that animation and and then just tried to lift it to other game styles where it doesn't quite work out, you know? No, I can see that. Right, folks, here we are in the level by level portion of our show. And this game has 10 or so levels. Yes. And I think we're going to go a little bit over each level. There are some bosses we need to talk about, but we're not going to go into granular detail because, well, it's just not fun enough to talk about. There's not that much uniqueness inside most, you know what I mean? Levels. It's like, okay, you get it. Here, Here's this level. Now we're just going to keep doing it over and over back and forth, you know? Yes. And level one is Agrabah's Market. 
It's where we are introduced to Aladdin in the film as he steals that apple. The apple he throws at so many people. The apple of destiny. And here you're going to find a lot of the enemies you'll see throughout the game. The various types of guards. One with a stick. One with a sword. A mm -hmm. fat one with like a little dagger he throws. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... I, I will praise this game for its honesty because right away there's hot coals on the floor, right? Yes. And you better not creep over an, uh, an inch of those because it's like a full jump. And it's like if you're a little short, like, ugh, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one uh, touch I do love is that if you time your apples wrong, the enemies will slice them in half. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a nice little touch. And this level is also going to introduce you to the concept of backtracking up and around this giant hangar to ring out every inch of its space yeah yeah it's um it looks great though thing. yes it definitely does and it's the it's backgrounds quite, are nice it, one thing i will say about that this style of level design is it makes the levels actually feel bigger than they truly are because you think there's all these other paths and areas even though it's really for the most part pretty linear indeed uh, and i found the toughest enemy of this first level and a lot of other levels is actually the arm that drops pots on you they have a frightening frequency. Yeah, so you really have to be dropping. on your toes when <laughs> you're like fast. dodging yeah. them. Yeah. You're like, I don't think dropping's the right word. They are aiming. They hate us. And the other thing is that you think a lot of times, oh, I've, I've got the continue point or whatever. I'm, I'm halfway through the level. But there's always like at least three yeah, of those yeah. jars. You're, you're no, there's never a halfway. It's like a one or two thirds way. Yeah. But this level ends without a, a boss fight. Just a nice little cutscene. And then you find yourself in the desert, which is a more classic side-scrolling platforming level. Yeah, for the most part, heading left to right. There's some camels to jump on. You know, it looks great. Stone I do like rooms. there's a snake with a fez on it. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it should be from the Robin Hood cartoon. It's like yeah. that. It's, the, it's that style of snake, yeah, that Disney yeah. snake. Uh, like Ka. Yes. And he looks a little out of place, but I still like him anyways. And... In this level, you're tasked with finding the two halves of the magic amulet. And also in this level is the Easter egg with the Mickey ears. Okay. And I read online that if you line your head up with it, you get a free man or something. But I never got that to work. Oh, cool. I, I do like the mechanic when you're on top of these palm trees and stuff, right? How you kind of slowly fade through them. You have to jump up. Yes. It, it's like you sink down. I, um, I, I like that. Uh, don't really see much more of it, though. <laughs> Nope. Now this level is filled with mainly guards that you have to fight mm -hmm. and uh, spikes that are ill-defined because they are the bones of dead animals. Yeah, so they're going all which ways. Avoid avoid them if you can. Indeed. And there's a great joke at the end where you pass some uh, bathrooms. There's the boys' bathroom, the girls' bathroom, and then the genie bathroom. Womp womp. But finding these uh, scarab pieces are pretty easy. They're on your path as you go through for the most part. Yeah. And once you have collected them, you are back in Agrabah on its rooftops, supposedly, but the vast majority of this level, you'll be climbing up and down <laughs> to get to those rooftops. Yeah, Sorry, this is a, a tricky level because you have to find flutes and those flutes will then activate these these ropes and they're weird. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I, I knew you had to get the flutes, but I didn't connect that that was what was making these different, you know, you'll you'll see a little pot and then you if you have the flute, it'll make a rope appear mm -hmm. that you can then climb you know vertically so but i i never made the connection that you know the flutes were what was actually happening there uh because okay. this level like again looks great but it looks almost identical to the previous one and it's a lot of very samey areas so I, I kept coming around just being like i don't know i just keep going and i had no idea where i was going but i was able to get through it <laughs> like there are a few new enemies in this level uh, there is the snake charmer and a man in a basket and then Iago makes his first appearance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch out for that so. snake charmer, too, because it's frequently right by a pot that you need to use. <laughs> I got hit by it every time. Yeah, the bastard bites you, and it sucks. Like, ugh. And then is this also the first time that you find the magic carpet? No, it's you ride a, you ride a um, rope out. There's a bonus area with a bunch of hearts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I don't know. How, and that's right before one of two bosses at the end of this level. Oh, mama. Uh, boss number one is a character from the movie. But it's just and like it, a minor guy, right? He's there or? for like seconds of the film. OK, OK. And he is a knife wielding maniac tossing daggers at you. Yes. He's got a weird timing, though, because he tosses a dagger and then he 
rolls into a rolls at you in a ball and then stands up and then throws another one. Yeah, I didn't think this guy was too bad. No, because you can just hit him and then he'll roll away. And as long as you like just stand there, he'd never hit. It doesn't throw far enough to hit you. You let him roll back up and then hit him again. Yeah. Easy peasy. Very. Uh, you defeat him and you'd think you're done, but you're not. You ride a rope up to the next enemy. And that is a another guard that looks identical to most of the other guards, except for he has more facial hair. Ooh, uh, that means he's you bad. You can't get to him, though. He's like a Donkey Kong guard. Yeah, and he's throwing. Are they just boulders? No, they're like barrels or barrels. Yeah, they okay. They're and there's three platforms of different heights that he just keeps. You know, the you want to avoid the barrels as they fall down. You work your way up to the top, and you can throw an apple to hit him. Mm-hmm. And it's you, all you about timing to. jumps over apple over the jumping over the barrels to throw the apple at the right time. Yeah. If you don't throw it at the right time, it'll hit the ledge he's standing on and not him. And you can't hit him with your sword, right? There's no way to get up no. there. Because he has a sword out and he will swat at you if you get close. Ooh, so don't. And you should get good at this boss fight because it is a horrible taste of what is to become at the end of this game. <laughs> now, this is the first time that you can only use apples to defeat the boss. So if you run out of apples, four will appear at the bottom, which is a pain because it's harder to get back up while those barrels are coming down at you. Yeah, it is a total pain because you only have a split second to get in there and you're not equipped with the best jump. Luckily, I had a lot of apples. I did, too. Um, In fact, up until I think through the next level, I can't remember. I think it was on level five where I was like, why am I using this crappy sword? Like I would just like I would get up to almost like 90 apples and I'm like, just start using these, please. Yeah. Well, even though you defeat that guard, I'm guessing there was another guard that you did not defeat because you are captured and put into the dungeon. The Sultan's dungeon. And that is your next level level four and this is my favorite looking level yeah this is one of these this is another it, it's like a double-edged sword where i'm like this level looks great you know it has this blue you know background it's all very very well themed but it's also so busy and kind of confusing mm-hmm. where it's like you have chains that you can climb on and then there's chains in the background or in the foreground i don't know i just found and it to be kind of strange and hard to uh navigate the metal walls or whatever they are just aren't very well defined so it is hard to tell what the boundaries are uh if you if you are looking at a map of it in the very center of that map is the sebastian chain to the wall oh yeah okay he's blue okay i got you okay yeah yeah Yeah, he's dead oh now this level does introduce some new enemies as well you have these uh skeletons that i hate they're the worst um they they are holding their head yeah yeah, yeah, and then they just, like, explode and shoot bones at you? Well, their head is replaced with a classic old-fashioned bomb that if you do not get to him within seconds and destroy it, he will explode into a, like, a grenade shard of bone pieces that have a huge distance of movement, and they will hurt you, yes. Yeah, and f- sometimes from off-screen. Yeah. It sucks, where you're just, <laughs> you know, I like, I just cleared this jump, and then all of a sudden, poof, and you're like, what? And uh, since you've mastered this awkward jump, they now have... Uh, Mega Man style disappearing, reappearing blocks to climb up. Yeah, which if if your jump was a little better or, <laughs> you know, like the, the difficulty of these wouldn't be bad in a normal with a normal video game character. But here, since it's like if you're off by a pixel, you're not high enough by a pixel. Nope, you didn't make it fall all the way down. Start over. Yeah. So this was really the, the beginning of the like, all right. I Same. am safe stating like I'm not doing I, this crap again. Like Exactly. I, I saved at the beginning. I was like, all right, as soon as I'm done with one of these, I save because especially the bat- back half of the level when they're like six, six high. Yeah, yeah. Or more. I'm like, no, uh, there is some cool like uh, swinging balls, classic danger trap. Yeah, things. yeah. They come in and out. There's spikes that uh, some pretty big ones that come in and out from the background to make little barriers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. Of all the levels, besides of those annoying skeletons, I thought this was the easiest level because it was just annoying. Yeah. Getting through it, not as deadly. Well, that's kind of most of the game, I thought. Like, mm-hmm. And my favorite is that the end of the level is just a big exit. There's a, an exit sign and yeah. a doorway. They just let you go. There's no door. <laughs> it's just like walk right through. You are treated to a cutscene. You know, the in disguise Jafar says, I'll free you if, if you help me get this magic treasure. Yes, so he guides you to the Cave of Wonders. Yes, you unlock it and go inside, and the Cave of Wonders is an interesting level, one that I did not really understand how to get through at first. Uh, Me either, because it tells you, it says, 
It's like push all the statues or something. Or destroy the statues. Yeah, yeah, something. But there's different Which, types of statues, and I never knew why. Like, you might yes. think, I'm going to hit it with my sword or something, but it's like, no, you just get on top of it, press your button, and then it just kind of smoke comes out of it, and it's gone. Or, you know, like, you don't do anything. And that first jump in the level looks way further than you can go. Yeah. So I was really confused as to what I was supposed to be doing here in the beginning. But once I made that jump, I realized that, nope, this is just going to be like the other levels where I snake my way back up and around through mm. all of the stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good looking blue cave, but yeah, there's, again, there's a bunch of like stalagmites on the ground that were spikes, you know, and you Don't, better find better be very perfect with your jumping there. Now, there are statues that throw things at you. There are some new like little flying wispy enemies that I don't like. These like ghosts or some bats. Bats are and this is the beginning of the bats, which are the worst enemy in the game. They're so yeah, they're they're too fast. They're hard to hit. I always get hit by them if I try to fight them almost every time. And they're so small. And again, these levels are so busy. They're easy to blend into the background. Yeah. My main tactic was to run from bats. Yeah, if you can. I agree. Uh, there are these weird little fish in the game, like little fire fish. I was, they kind of reminded me at, at first glance where I was like, is that flounder? But it is not. No. Uh, but this level does have a boss. It does. It's a very strange five armed <laughs> genie, I guess. I think it's six armed. It's just that two of them are holding the sword. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Uh, and it, it flies back and forth. It's holding gems and it swings the sword at you. Uh, does it disappear and reappear between those two? teleporty things um yeah it does i this is a weird boss because i was i wasn't sure if i was doing the right thing because it doesn't really indicate it's taking damage right right but it just seems to teleport and if it's like on the right one it it like shoots out and then it'll teleport back to the left one and then you can hit it with your sword to make it teleport back yeah i just kept running back and forth between them and i don't yeah. think it ever hit me yeah so i was like i don't know what like i was like am i doing the right thing i, I can't tell and then it just i mean died. i wasn't going to change my tactic so that you know, I wasn't going to get hurt, but I was very confused as to like what I was supposed to like. What was it supposed to be doing to me? Yeah, it was a case of where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really well. Yes. Uh, once you defeated it, though, the level's not over. You make your way across the water and up a giant hill to the very lamp you've been seeking. Ooh la la. But you, once you take that lamp, all is not well. Um, this hill with the lamp, right? This is another area where it's like somehow you're able to go behind the background and there's a there's like some extra men and stuff under you know like i got those but i i didn't know i was like am i going the right way the wrong way oh, see, i see I, I didn't go through that so i don't know i, I didn't I saw do those it on things purpose. and i was like i'm not going back to try to get those yeah I, I i didn't know where i was like oh wait i'm walking behind so it's just like sometimes some of the background with no indication you can go behind well once you've taken it you move on to the next level and that is the fiery hellscape yeah, uh, the whole Cave of Wonders is going to heck, and it's all lava-filled, and man, this level also got me a bit. Yeah, well, you have to make these jumps. Well, I got really good at these jumps, because I replayed sections <laughs> of this over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've we've uh, moaned about the jumps before, and how you must be perfect, right? But here, now, they're truly... Those weren't one-hit kills before. Yes. we They would just take off some amount of your life meter that we can't specify, but here... One hit kills, baby. Because the level is you jumping over pits of lava or being in caves running from Indiana Jones style boulders. Yeah. And that's it. That's all this level is. Just you're either running from a boulder or you're making these horrible lava jumps. Yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah. And, and the thing that's frustrating is this is another level where you're like, this shouldn't be hard. And it wouldn't if, if only I could control what the heck I was doing. Well, don't worry. At the end of this level, waiting for you is the magic carpet. Oh, yeah. Ready to whisk you away. Fly me to another world. Well, it's going to fly you to another level, a level of carpet flying. Yeah. And this actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yes, because this, like, at first you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm starting to get some turbo tunnel vibes here. Yes. It's you're flying along and you'll be given an indicator with the giant genie hand if a obstacle will be, you know, in the middle or at the top or the bottom. Yeah. But and luckily... Even though this level starts going so fast that, like, it's insane looking. It is, but they're, you know, they, they telegraph the stuff well enough. And, and way ahead of time. Yeah. So it's it's not too too bad. There are moments where it gives you a question mark. 
instead of a, a hand indicator? That's the only part that's troubling. And I made sure I saved as soon as I saw one. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. What, um, I was like, pause, save state. And they're always in the same place, right? I think so. Okay. I, I was mean, just curious. I only played this level even. once. so Yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah, okay. But the real challenge is there's a lot of bonus stuff to get in this level if you want to not play it safe, if you want to, like, skirt the edges of safety. Yeah, this is the level, and it's full of the tons of apple slices. Yeah, I just didn't try to get anything. No, I was like out of this level. If it's a bonus I'll t or if I, you know, if I get it, it's a bonus. I wasn't trying. And then once you've made it out, you get to go to the next level. My second favorite level of the game inside the lamp. This is kind of a bizarre one. I don't really. Is this what it looked like in the movie? We never saw the inside. OK, I was like, this doesn't look familiar to me, but it does look faithful, you know, to the movie's mm -hmm. animation style. So, well, there are like big floofy pillows. There are like ribbons of blue energy that's like the genie's body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there are genie hands flying around or just sitting still. But arrows, wooden arrows telling you how to make your way through this level, which is counterintuitive sometimes because you can jump into the genie body paths and kind of use them against gravity. They kind of behave like those trees. Yeah. Uh, the palm trees in the earlier level. Um, and this is, if this level didn't have those arrow signs, like it kind of made me wish certain other part levels where I was like, come on, put some put some arrows in Agrabah so I can tell where the heck to go. Yes, I can see that. But the best part about this level is that because you are in the genie's lamp, true to form, there are no enemies. No, this is a total platforming level. Yeah. And I really felt like the platforming wasn't that unfair here. Yeah, I agree. Where I was like, no, this for once, I feel pretty well balanced, you know? And there's even little um, places that have neon signs that tell you to rest. Yeah. So all in all, I was really pleased with this level. It's a little long. And at the end, you do have to go up a uh, a tongue staircase into the genie's mouth, which is a bit off-putting. Uh, I love it. But beyond that, it was great. And again, no boss. Beautiful. Well, I, the next level is just the palace, right? Yeah. Um, there's like the palace. Then you have this Iago fight. And then the snake battle or no you have another palace level shit hold on I'm, I'm pulling up the playthrough i gotta um, pay for no ads are you gonna quit yeah yeah i'm gonna stop this okay one. yeah you do that so once you've freed the genie from the lamp he helps you escape the cave of wonders uh you then skip the rest of the movie and go straight to the sultan's palace <laughs> and at the sultan's palace you are i guess just storming it trying to tell the sultan that Jafar's evil? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of strange where it's like, now you can just get back to Jasmine, where I'm, I was like, at least, because you just look the same here as on every level, right? Yes. Okay. You're not even I, like in your Prince Ali garb yeah, or anything. That's what I was like, why at least put me in that, like, cool outfit. Right. And this level is not fun, because there's a no. lot of platforming <laughs> yeah. uh, with instant deaths and an enemy mm. at the end of every jump, because you're going across, like, first fountains and then up through these other levels and layers of this building and half the time you are on the carpet which is so strange the way it moves i hate this carpet it um it moves it's not at random because you know it has its own like kind of little weird path that can move within you know yeah but it's like they're trying to stretch out every second you're on there by going like well you go forward 20 feet and then back 10 feet yeah. And then 20 forward feet more. And it's like these weird swoopy back and forths over and over again. Yeah, it's like it can't move in a straight line. It's got to be a weird S-curve or something. And meanwhile, you're flying through lots of Iagos. Yeah, Iago, Iago, Iago has apparently cloned himself or there's a spell going on to summon hundreds of them. Yeah, and this level just stinks because like every time you climb a rope or jump across the chasm, there's an enemy waiting for you. Yeah, and I mean, we, we haven't really mentioned it so far, but this game does have more blind jumps than I personally care for, where it's like, just jump. I'm like, I guess we'll see where this goes, you know? Yeah. And this level seems to be the worst offender. It is pretty bad. Now, towards the end, apparently Apu has been kidnapped because you find him in a cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does have a sword, which I was like, why did you let him keep that sword if you're going to put him in that cage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... I did not realize how you freed him at first. Like I tried to like swing at the cage and jump on it and attack the cage. And I just was like, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to save him. I just went forward. And if you do that, it, you come across a hole in the ground. You obviously can go through, but it's being blocked by the rug, the magic carpet. 
Oh, sure. So you got to go back. You got to go back and you got to jump up and, and break it by Marioing it from the, the middle bottom. It is so weird. It has nothing to do with this, your sword. No, yeah, this kind of, uh, you see, I also played a bit of the SNES one, so I kept getting confused. That, that made this game a little harder for me because I kept trying to jump on enemies, which you can do there, but not here. Okay. And then, so I'm like working against that in my mind. So I was totally confounded here. Now, after you make it through that door, it's just a hop, skip and a jump to the boss of this level, which is Iago. Yeah, what is this? Uh, so is this... As a brief section of the movie. Like it is, okay. Very tiny segment where he's running this machine that Jafar has created to, uh, what happened? How does he, in the movie, it's like how he sees the the fortunes or the future to know mm. what to do. Okay. Like who is the diamond in the rough? Oh, it's Aladdin, this and that. Okay, okay. Here, it's like a lightning machine that <laughs> yeah. zaps you uh, as you fight those little wispy ghost creatures. Yeah, and, and you see Iago trucking away in the background. And this is one of those fights where you have to just throw apples at the boss. Yeah. Until, well, and this is my one of my other biggest disappointments of the game, is half the bosses, when you defeat them, you don't get like a death animation or anything. It's just like an instant level complete. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, some of the maps, you know, like like to piggyback on that point where it's like, okay, I snaked my way through this. You know, there's the one level where it's like exit from the dungeon, but a lot of them it's just like, all right, if it doesn't stop in a boss fight, it just looks like a dead, it's not even a dead end. It's really kind of weird and like you wouldn't know this is the end of your level, you know, and it, it does a lot of like hard cut to level mm -hmm. over, you know, you're like, whoa, okay. And you're like the level complete screen where you and Apu run across that is so like cheeky and goofy. It's like an awkward disconnect sometimes between just murdering a thing <laughs> it's real. it is something that i chuckled at more than once though his little like walk yeah it's very I like vaudeville like yeah you get the little <laughs> and i will say the joining of the two halves of the medallion is an awesome little uh interstitial as well yeah agreed now uh distracted by iago aladdin recovers to find the lamp is missing in this version of the story and <laughs> jafar has taken it and remade the palace in his image which is the next level yeah, so now you're in the evil palace. Yes, and there's these Shiva-esque statues that you have to destroy, or they will throw, uh, I guess, apples at you or something. I don't know. But man, this level is like horrible jumps, lots of spikes, enemies waiting for you at the end of every jump, random fire being shot at you from nowhere. Of course, why not? It's just rough. Uh, it definitely is. It's one that most of my last play day was where i would just play for like 10 minutes sometimes not even accomplishing much at all and being like all right i gotta i just i'm taking a break for my mental health yeah i can see that it is so hard to get through this level without taking damage because i mean the, the placement of these enemies is just awful um yeah man and through most of this game they're pretty generous with life and even extra men yes but it's not not so much here <laughs> no uh you know the swinging ball areas aren't too bad mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh the worst part is whenever you have to get on that carpet. Yeah, it's awful. And it's the only way sometimes. Yeah, because it also just throws you into lots of enemies. So you have to be super on point with like your attacks. Yeah, generally, I feel like if you've played through the level once, it's not even half as difficult just because you are now ready for these jumps or even enemies that where it's like, there's no way you would know there's an enemy up there until you got on the carpet and started heading up there. And then it's like, okay, you got one second. Yes. Uh there is a horrible section of jumps over spikes where you have basically you have to make your exact jump length every time to get across. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final portion is more fun flying on that carpet until you are unceremoniously being attacked by Jafar out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is evil. You know, he can't. Yes. No He's warning. Evil. You're just getting hit by weird star sparkles. But luckily, those don't those don't hurt you. It's some sort of weird magnetic beam. Yeah. He like pulls you in. And then if you touch him, then he hurts you. But if you sword swing, it'll like bounce you off. Yeah. Um, so it's a very awkward <laughs> like timing, you know, as you're being pulled to him to throw an apple or two mm -hmm. until you get too close. And then you have to sword swing to be knocked away. Bounce out of his clutches. And I don't know how many apples it takes, but it takes a few, maybe 10, maybe 15. And you have defeat the first form of Jafar, which is actually pretty easy. But this is not the final form, because if you've seen the film, uh, you know that at some point Jafar turns into a snake. So, yeah. of course, you're going to fight that version, too. Oh, yeah. And this part of the battle is awful. Yeah. 
I I think I save stated about four times just <laughs> to make sure, like to get through this fight. Yeah, I, I can't say I blame you, man. I I, I did multiple times as well uh, because instantly this snake form is just unleashing wave after wave of flame at you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a machine gun of fire. And you have to be on your jumps. And it's not a constant jump. It is a very strangely timed jump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to wait for the right time to jump over this flame. And you have to jump at the right time because you have to be at the exact like height of your jump to make it over it. And it is at this point that the height of your jump is the only time you can really throw an apple to hit this snake. Yeah, which is far away. Yeah, because if you... And the thing is, you have to throw that apple at the height of your jump because if you don't, it'll hit the the barriers around him. It's it's uh, it sucks. And since there's a timing on that throw, you have to hit your throw button at the beginning of your jump to make sure yeah. it's timed right to throw that apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. And I ran out of apples in this fight, <laughs> which also sucks because there are these walkways around them, the snake that if you get on flames, just start shooting out of. Yeah. So you have to run across them, and if you stop at any point, you will take damage. Ugh. And it's the only way to get across the snake to get more apples, which always appear on the opposite side from you, unless you leave one apple, which I didn't realize until I watched oh. the playthrough. Oh, that's pretty slick. Okay. So you don't only get two or three apples, then you walk back off the screen and come back on, and then you can get more when you're out. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that would have been nice to know. Uh, you know, you can get far enough away that it will stop shooting the waves of fire at you. But if you get closer, they'll just start back up again. Mm -hmm. So it's just really this like really awful rhythm thing where you just have to get into the rhythm and then make like 20 perfect throws in a row. Yeah, you can do it. You can. And I did after saving like four times, <laughs> but it was not fun. Indeed. And the worst part of all is that you don't get any cool death animation of this giant snake. You don't get the giant genie form. You just get that level complete and <laughs> Aladdin shucking across the screen. Mm. I feel like he's about to get pulled by a giant hook a if he hook, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then from there, that's the end of the game. Like they give you some text of like, oh, happily ever after. You yeah. see Aladdin and Jasmine on the carpet fly off in front of the moon. And then the credits start rolling and they kiss. And and these there's a lot of credits, too. They they seem to go on forever. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> like, no joke credits. It's just like a lot of credits, man. I was like, man. All right. Well. Everyone that was Anywhere in the building when this was made got a credit. <laughs> yeah. And of course, like the first four are uh, what's his head? Dave Perry. Dave Perry. And so at the very end, you don't get any extra Aladdin thing. You just get this awkward gotta fly dot dot dot. Yeah. What does that even mean? That has nothing to do with this movie. I, I don't know. I was wondering, too. I was like, is that a line like that? I don't remember because it sucks. I, I think it is. But <laughs> it's not what you want to end this game on. That's for sure. No, they should have thanked me. I agree. All right, here it is, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 4.5. I was torn because um, I, I started, my initial thought was 4.5, but I kind of thought about going lower because some of the levels were just so distracting. Like there's too much going on at points that made it even more unclear, you know? See, I tend to put level design into the theme and fun section as much. So I said that this game had decent music, really good renditions of the songs we know and love. But these graphics and animations, man, are just some of the best of the 16-bit era. Well, I, I mean, I really do mean the backgrounds. Like, even in the, the, they look awesome, but it's just like there's so much detail that it blocks, I don't know, it's, maybe it's just a personal thing. But yeah, it looks way better than I would have thought for a Sega Genesis game or even a, a Super Nintendo, if I, you know what I mean? The animation of this kind of cartoon quality, like, uh, it, it's awesome. Yeah, it's mind-bending. Uh, that it does look this good to this day. It's just a shame that the other parts of it don't hold up as well. Yeah. Which brings us to play control. <laughs> I, I went with a 1.5. Man, you just had to jump in there. I, I, I was trying <laughs> to be generous and gave it a 2.5 because I don't know why. I mean, I was going to say that until the end, it doesn't ask a whole lot of you from that, but 
as we went through those levels, I realized that it does. And I started save stating like at level four. So I'm going to go down to at least a 2.0. It's just so loose and so ill-defined. Well, I, th I think they clearly prioritize the animation of the sprites over the control of them. You know, like they're yeah. like, as long as it looks like he's jumping, but then it, that animation doesn't necessarily always correspond to a good jump. So then you're stuck with this weird looking and, or, or hard to use jump. Yeah. And I think that's it. Exactly. Next up is challenge factor. And what did you rank this? It was This was a hard one to rank. I, I, I went with the 3.0, but I honestly don't think it's that bad because it's so generous with health and, and, continues. and extra lives and continues and stuff until the very end. Then, Yeah, I, I gave it a 4.0 because of those final yeah. le final level. I agree. The final level is really pretty tough, and the rest of the game is more frustrating than difficult. Yes, but I find frustrating to be right up there for a high challenge factor <laughs> for me. It's, it's I would tough. rather have a game be difficult, more difficult than frustrating any day of the week. Absolutely. And finally, we have theme and fun. Ooh, what did you give it? You know, I gave it a 2.5 because there were times that I had fun with this game. And I really liked that the levels did look, for the most part, different and interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I really liked, you know, some of those levels, the color palettes and stuff were really cool. It's just that the fun really went away once I had to redo the same things over and over again because I was <laughs> just not good enough with uh, the things they gave me. Yeah. I, I went with the 2.0 because I was like, I just it's not fun to control this Aladdin. Yeah. I like to watch him. I don't know. And so I ask you at the end of every show, and I will again this show, should you play this game, Nick? No. Yeah, I said, unless you are like the world's biggest Aladdin fan, then watch watch this game. Yeah, watch it. it <laughs> you can find a playthrough there where amazingly good people can beat this game in 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah, and, and it looks good, so you can get the best parts of it, you know, just from and, watching. And you'll see all the Easter eggs, and it's great. And you'll get to hear the fun song. So just, just go ahead and do that. Yeah. folks next week's game will be disney's aladdin uh -huh. for the super nintendo uh-oh that's right we're going back to back to maybe once and for all settle the playground dispute which is the better aladdin game mm, it's a it's a big issue so find a copy of that game any way you can friends and play along that's right and if any of our listeners want to weigh in on this uh contentious topic which aladdin version do you prefer let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com or you can get a hold of us at the Facebook zone at Cartridge Command. We love hearing from you there. Or on the Twitter zone at Cart Command. Uh, we also let you know when new shows are being dropped. But of course, every week I do go out of my way to say a special thank you to those awesome and fine folks to give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Mm. It is their monthly support that makes this show happen. Yeah, they're awesome, uh, you know, and, and we don't go around throwing apples away, you know, so we appreciate it when you give us a few slices. Indeed. Uh, without your support, the show would not happen. We're just a couple of working class guys, and uh, it's because of all of the awesome folks out there that give to us that we can make this show for you every week as we have done for four years now. Can you believe mm, that? Four big ones, man. I know. It is crazy. But we do love doing the show, and we will continue to do it for you as long as we can. And if you don't give already, please consider doing so. Every penny counts. Uh, it helps us out in little ways and big ways. So we'd love to see more of you give, and perhaps we could even expand this cartridge command empire. Charging forth. So thank you all so very much. And as always, cartridge commandos, game on. Game on.